up everybody, man. I haven't did this in a while. I sort of uh, <laughs> an intro to uh, to an episode, but this is the Fire Night Five podcast with uh, your special guest uh, Lee Manhattan. This episode's really cool. Um, this is how you know that the inner workings of the you kind of get to see part of Podplay of it. You know, the podcast on this where we just call each other on this app and whatever happens is whatever happens. But you know, Gary Lee is a world champion, not just in the intermediate division, but also in California, and she's also only the second woman in history to win the women's division, and really opened up the, the territory of final dancers all around the world, so this episode's really cool, I hope you guys stay for the whole thing, and also, this Friday, yeah, Friday Night Fridays, every, every Friday is our IG live show with, uh, with different artists, and we get to some of your questions, some of the topics we, that we want to discuss, or you want to, you would want us to discuss, so, no, not for the ado, let's get into this show. Aloha and aloha, everybody. Welcome to the Fire Knife Live podcast. This is your host, world champion Fire Knife dancer Rex Timwalu. And today we have an amazing guest, probably one of the most amazing guests that we've ever had on this podcast. She is an ambassador of female Fire Knife, the culture in general. She comes from a, a dynasty of, of Fire Knife dancers. She is a world champion uh, in the female category but also two-time intermediate champion she also won uh, competitions in california as well i got to have the esteemed pleasure and honor of sharing the stage with her in uh la Ia and in california on the competition mm-hmm. stage i'm so happy to have her on and also she has a docu-series out from the polynesian culture center called jerry so, without further ado, this is Jerry Ngaleai. How are you doing? Hi, I'm good. I'm so happy to be here and excited too. <laughs> yes. Thank you so much for all of that. Yeah, and you deserve it, man. You have you have been such a great ambassador of the sport. You know, we just had her father oh, on. Her dad was on the uh, the podcast uh, two weeks ago, and uh, you know, I, I I grew up watching your dad and. And mm-hmm. Alex and all of them, and I got to compete with them, and I, I'm glad that I got to be a part of that, and so glad to have you on, you know? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> My dad was excited, too, when I told him that I was going to be on the podcast, too. Oh, so, man. yeah, you better hop on. You better not sleep, because if I sleep, I would be, I'll wake up tomorrow. <laughs> <laughs> all good, all good, man. So, I think the, the first question I'm going to ask you is that, you know, for people that watch the docuseries and, you know, they know your last name. Of course, Ngali'ai is like, like that's the, the name that started it all for all of us, you know? Like, did you, from seeing your dad in them, like, did you want to be a fire knife dancer? Was that something you always wanted to do? Or was it just because you were raised around La'i? Um, yeah, I think the second part, like, just being, because I, I kind of, I moved from Cook Islands when I was four. Mm-hmm. So I really had no idea, like, <laughs> what fire knife was until I came to La'i and I had all my cousins here, so yeah, I think I was kind of like not really forced, but it was around me a lot, so mm-hmm. it just made it easier for me to do Friday. But no, not really. I wasn't really thinking. I didn't really think I would be doing Friday Night now. Like if I was looking back at my younger, younger self, mm-hmm. but I'm glad that it happened. <laughs> yeah, I'm glad it yeah. did. I'm glad it did too because because of what you accomplished and what you were able to do, like, 
so many female fire knife dancers are out there. You know, like who are who are yeah. some fire dancers growing up that you really looked up to? Because you grew up around the competitions all the time. Like, who are people that you like watching or have a memory? Like, yeah, female or just like both doesn't matter. Yeah, both actually. Yeah. Oh, um, I would say I started watching like old videos of Chief Cielo. Um, let's see. Ify So'o, you know, the old school ones, but also it was Mikaele and MJ, mm-hmm. my dad, of course. Mm-hmm. But, like, <laughs> I'm going, like, all over the place. But Oh, good. It's um, all good. <laughs> I'd say even my papa, my papa, my dad's dad, and also your dad. Your dad oh. was always talking to me a lot. He'd, he'd always, you know, be positive about whenever he'd see me. Mm-hmm. So I really appreciated him as well. Oh. But there's a lot. There's like too many. <laughs> you, you too, too. I got so many emotions from you. Oh, thank you, man. <laughs> yeah, when the, I don't know. I mean, I just remember. I'm saying this like I'm an old man, but I remember you when oh my I gosh. was. Yeah. Wait, though, Sorry, Auntie. Oh. Sorry, Rex. Oh, good. <laughs> Welcome to the podcast, everybody. Long friend. and loose. <laughs> Sorry, Auntie. Okay, you can keep going. <laughs> <laughs> hey. Shut your mouth. I can hear you. <laughs> okay, okay. Sorry, what was the question? <laughs> I totally forgot now. Oh, no, wait, wait. No, I'm saying this like I'm an old man or something, but like I remember uh, competing in the semifinals and stuff with your pops and them and seeing you around, not knowing. Like when you were growing up, you were gonna be this champion. Oh. Like, like, what made you want to compete? What was like one of the first things? Because you know, before you, like the female category, you know, was never really. It, like it was. It started when Melanie and all of them were around, but then like, yeah, yeah. All of a sudden, you know, and also talking about like Melanie and and the the girls before you, like. Did you ever see her dancing or did you ever, like, I know you've seen our video, but what did you feel about that she was a champion before you and Janelle them? Like, what, how, how'd you feel about those ladies? Um, mm-hmm. Yeah. So, yeah, I, I didn't see any videos, but my dad was always the one to tell me about her. Like, he would always bring her up and talk about how, like, the motion she would do is crazy. It's like, you know, well, she was around your guys' age, yeah? Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. So she, he would always tell me, she competed she wanted to and so i would look up to her as well as um um she that's what my dad told me about janelle i think janelle's the one she came she mm-hmm. placed one time mm-hmm. when she came to the world yeah yeah so when i first heard that i was like wow they really had a woman's division i was like i want to at least try compete mm-hmm. and get me a title like at least once so that's what kind of kept pushing me i mean but at the time when i started competing there wasn't any women's division so i was like i don't really think there's a chance <laughs> but i'm gonna keep trying <laughs> but, <Well>. yeah <laughs> and look what you've done you know you're, you know i i mean i think it's crazy when people tell you that because then you're like i felt the same way like in the moment when you're when you're creating these things or you're winning competition you never think about it because you you just love the art form you know yeah yeah so like what? What year did you first start competing? Um, I'd say, I think it was two thousand twelve. 
2012. Yeah. 2012 or 11. Yeah. That first year, I just did singles. Because I didn't know how to do double. Right. But it's a good experience. Yeah. Do you have like a favorite, like, I wouldn't say you that you won, but year of the final competition that you were like competing in uh, or like around the people? I think my favorite year with me is like the year that I got to go against like MJ and Mika and those guys for the first time, you know. But what was oh. your competition memory or Friday night memory? <laughs> Um, like my favorite <laughs> year, yeah. Mm-hmm. You can uh, might as well, yeah. <laughs> oh, sorry. Did I just change the question? No, 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 no. no that, that's uh, that's it. You're right. Okay. Uh, I say the 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 second year I won mm-hmm. uh, the intermediate division because there was one. I I think he came. Oh, shoot, I forgot his name. He's from Samoa, but he came second in uh, that oh, year. Oh, Walter. Uh, yeah, yeah. Is that him? The one in our division he competed? Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, him. Walter. I, I really liked his, because I watched his one, and I thought it was, like, crazy that, you know, I I placed because I thought he did way better. But, yeah, that was the honor just to compete against him too, as well. Even, um... Like Achilles, them. Yeah, Achilles. Achilles, Halle. Yeah. Uh, yeah, all the older ones that moved up. Yeah, man. I, 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 I even said this to my brother too when me and VJ left the juniors. I was like, yeah. dude, these guys are just as free, awesome <laughs> as the older guys. Like it just progressively got better. You know, with you, Halle, and all of them. You know, so. Oh. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh no no, you can keep going. Sorry. Oh no, I thought you were gonna. Uh, you have a memory? <laughs> <laughs> no, I, I thought you were talking about the when you were growing up and you moved. But you, I thought you were talking about the older people, not us. That's why I was like, yeah yeah. Oh oh me. <laughs> oh yeah yeah. I was talking about you guys. I was like, wait a second. Uh, like these guys are way better than when. Like when we were in the juniors and in their medias, we thought like what we were doing was groundbreaking. But then we see guys like you, and, <laughs> like we were just like wow, blown away. You know, for you, being a female fine knife dancer, you know what I mean? Like, did you ever feel like that was, like, in the world of fine knife, people always see it as just a male sport. You know what I mean? Like, for you, representing for the ladies, and if there is a little girl out there that wants to start fine knife dancing, you know, what is the advice you would have for the girls that look at this and see that it's all the guys, but seeing what you guys are doing or what you have paved the way for, Hmm. what would you say to the to the little ones uh, that want to be where you are. I'd say just keep pushing and keep practicing. Um, anyone can do it. It's just a matter of, you know, putting your mind to it. Mm-hmm. I, I kind of needed a little help with that part, like just staying focused. So my dad kind of helped me a lot and he made me practice until it was easy for me to just go outside every day and practice on my own and try to push myself. So, yeah, just don't give up and try to find that drive to where it's easy for you to, um, easy for you to, yeah, like I said earlier, go outside and practice on your own without having anyone to tell you mm-hmm. to do it. So, yeah. Yeah, I like that, you know. And so, I was thinking, like, what, what is your training like up to competition? You, know, you don't have to give us, like, you know, secrets or anything. But I remember oh, training okay. with your dad and stuff, and like he was making me do a whole 
20 million drills in a row. <laughs> the too many drills. <laughs> yeah, the too many drills. Oh, hey, you dropped the, you try to make it 10 times without being, well, dropping it. And I'm like, oh, dude. But, like, what, what is your mindset towards competition? Because I know when you're, when, like, when I was younger, I was like, oh, this has been here and there. But, like, for you, like, how do you approach your practice uh, and your preparation beforehand? Yeah, I say the like the basic practice thing. Well, I would do, uh, I just practice three times like in total, like my whole routine without stopping as if I was, you know, performing. And then the last time I'll just burn it up with fire. So the first two, I just do it like a, my knives, but it won't be lit up. And then I light it up the last time. And then after I'd end with the two minute drills. So I just do, you know, really fast, really little. Mm-hmm. Over the head. Oh man! <laughs> like you said, the ten million. Ones. The ten million <laughs> drills in the world. Yeah, but those really help. Those really help. Um, you know, when you get tired, it yeah, it helps a lot. Yeah, it does, man. I remember. <laughs> yeah, I remember. I asked you that just to train me for the morning, and I felt like I was freaking going through a whole workout. <laughs> I was like, holy wow! <laughs> but oh uh, yeah, it's funny because. It's funny you say that when he first started up the school, we had practices at the elementary mm-hmm. and we had all our cousins. And then the first thing he said, he's like, Kate, um, he's like, Kate, 10 laps. I was like, 10 laps? What the heck? Oh, he's so I, was like, I was like, oh my goodness, I didn't know it was going to be like this. But mm-hmm. after that, he slowly started, you know, once we started getting used to the, the motions and it was getting easier, mm-hmm. I think he kind of mellowed down and he just. Started being nicer, <laughs> but yeah, I say the beginning was kind of hard. But yeah, man, like I, I wanted, I wanted to talk a lot about your your dad because you know how, I think because he's your dad, like you, you don't really kind of see him the way we do. You know, like he's, oh. <laughs> he's a hero to all of us. You know, like he innovated the style that translated to us and then Danny's time and things like that. But how how integral is your dad? to you like did you learn from him like what are some great advice that he's told you like what are some things that you incorporate from him in your in your life or in your routine well let's say what freaking shakespearean question (laughs) (laughs) Uh, i i learned everything pretty much everything from him Mm -hmm. and the advice you tell me like he wouldn't Every time I drop, like, in performances and stuff, it's funny because he, he doesn't really get mad or he doesn't get, like, disappointed. He always tells me, you know, it's okay. You did good. You did good. Like, he always uplifts me, which I think helped me a lot. Like, I think it's because I'm, like, sensitive sometimes. But if he was to tell me, like, oh, you're so jumping. I think I wouldn't be able to take it and I'd probably just stop doing crying. Motivation and the way he taught me was really good. I think mm-hmm. I'm just, you know, yeah. <laughs> but yeah, just a lot of stuff he tells me. You have to uh, perform, uh, look strong, but also look like a girl. That's what he always tells me when, mm-hmm. when it comes to the competition. You know, yeah. do it gracefully, and yeah, just leave it all on the stage. Yeah, that's what he says. Well. I love that, you know, that's that's something that, you know, that I love about when you dance, you know, you, you, sometimes you forget, like, it's, like, I remember 
I think I don't know. If this is I'm trying to say this and not really sound like I don't know if it's so bad. You, it's normalizing it because people. It used to be such a big thing back then, especially Melanie's time too. Like, oh, there's a girl doing knife, but with you, it's like it feels normal. It feels like it. You're meant to do this, you know. And I love the way you dance. You dance like a warrior. There's feminism. <laughs> your speed. You're fast. I think, I really, I really think that there should be an open. I really feel like there should be an open, and you could go against the boys, you know. And, and speaking oh, of man. that, yeah. Speaking of that, like, you know, for people that don't know the fire knife competition world, when uh, in Jerry's time, girls are only allowed to compete towards the juniors and the intermediates, but it couldn't go to the seniors. You know what I mean? And that was a yeah. pretty crazy rule, you know. Well, how did you feel when PCC made the announcement of they were actually going to make a women's division? Like, how did that make you feel? Oh, I was kind of shocked, like, to even hear that they would bring it up. Because after the my last year intermediate, like, I just told myself, oh, I think I'm, I think I'm done. I'll just perform, you know, for gigs and stuff. But I didn't really look, like, I didn't really think, think of it as, sorry, I'm so bald. I didn't really... Oh, <laughs> <laughs> I'm, uh, what was I saying? Oh, so how you've been feeling when, when now I'm freaking bobbing out. <laughs> <laughs> how you felt about the the girls division coming oh. back? Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was just a surprise, and I was actually really grateful, grateful for the opportunity to still be able to compete, mm-hmm. and also grateful that. We didn't have to go in the <laughs> the other one because yeah, I wouldn't I wouldn't do it. <laughs> no, <laughs> like like how did you feel about like the the girls that did come out? You know, like Rainy and Moy and Maritza. Like, how did you feel seeing girls? Oh dang! Yeah, that felt, that made me feel like much more comfortable because when I would compete in the intermediate, it'd just be you know me and Nazi. I mean us too, but just seeing a lot of the girls. Just made me happy. It inspired me to like continue to keep practicing and stuff and sharing like videos so that other girls are other girls can come and compete too as well to keep it going so that we're able to have it, you know, the women's for a long time. Yeah, and I hope it recurs. You know, you know, you know. After two thousand seven, there was a division in two thousand seven, and after that, like I was like, oh, I wonder what happened, but. Like for yeah. you, yeah. But for you, like I'm glad that you know, I'm glad that you that you are trailblazing that way. Like, how'd you feel on finals night with Moy and Rainey, and and competing against those two? You know. Well, I, it felt a little different to me because like there was two nights, and I'm not really used to two nights. <laughs> you know. <laughs> yeah. Like it's, now I get. I mean, I'm not. You know, like the division and they have like three nights. Mm-hmm. I kind of have a feeling of how they, like, how it affects your routine. The first night is so much different than the finals night. Like, the pressure is, like, different. Yeah. It was a, it was a good experience. So would you say, yeah, would you say, like, would you say the first night is a little less nerve-wracking? Yeah, I, definitely. Mm-hmm. Way less. <laughs> I mean, you're still nervous, but... It's like nothing comes, nothing's like the finals night, like that type of pressure. 
it's just mm-hmm. different the way it hits. <laughs> yeah, man. Man, I think uh, another thing that I would love to talk about is, you know, I, I got to live there for a year. Yeah. At, you know, at PCC in La Ia, and I love that place, you know, and <laughs> everybody everybody loves each other, but everybody tease each other and bullies each other sometimes. Yeah. I love that. It's hilarious. <laughs> but, like, you know, being from L-Town and stuff, like, how do you feel about the place? Like, how does that place really shape you as a person, as a dancer? Because that place is just full of talent and full of love, and, like, it's just a special place, like, what role has Laie been in your life? Oh man, um, growing up in Laie, it was like you can just walk over to anyone's house, you can go play with anyone, and stuff like that. So it, you kind of build relationships with like almost everyone in the community. Sometimes mm-hmm. I go spin at my cousin's house. Sometimes I go spin, you know, down the road. It's just we're always around each other. So I felt like, yeah, like I said earlier, with my cousins and stuff. They were all spinning as well. And that was all in the air, like just across the road. And we'd all just practice on the own. And sometimes we just wait for the PCC bus to pass by so that we can show off like two or three motions <laughs> when they pass. So, yeah, it was just really fun growing up. You know, especially when I was in Fire Life and my family all practicing as well. Yeah. So, like, the like, yeah, just uh, shaped me too to be like, to the person I am today as well the people and how like you said you built and all that but mm-hmm. the people the as well. yeah l town here we go <laughs> i love l town man so like where do you where do you want to see the future of, of female fire knife go into the future you know like I, everybody that i've interviewed in here they always talk about just the future of fire knife but like where do you want the female division to go? What do you want to accomplish in the future? What are your goals with Fire Knife? Like, like where do you want to go yeah. with this? You know, a lot of people aspire to go travel, either with Cirque or come to Disney. Like, what is what is your uh, aspirations as a Fire Knife dancer? Fire uh, I'm looking to compete probably two more years. I, I want to be able to, or just till I can get another title or two. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, that, that, and also when I get older, I, I'm kind of, I do want to continue, like, how the world's women's uh, division is still there. I kind of mm-hmm. want to make more competitions around the world. Because I feel like later on, like, if you look at all the girls, you know, it's just so much, I, I still don't even know how much, but it's just growing so fast. Like, every day I would see different different girls learning different motions and posting different videos like oh shoot this is like so much of them so i feel like later on they're just there's just gonna be more like or probably even equivalent to the amount of boys that compete you know at the competition Mm -hmm. so that's what i hope to see but i truly believe that it's gonna happen like sooner or later so yeah yeah i hope to see that too just 20 it's 20, like 25 girls. Yeah, like that'd be so crazy. That'd be so You know what's so funny? It's funny that you say that because there has been a resurgence of so much female fighting dancers out there. Like, yeah. the girl, you see that that uh, video of that uh, past the knife challenge, but it's all the girls from American South Wall? Oh, yeah, yeah, I did, actually. Was and it was, on Instagram or Facebook? Yeah, it was on Instagram. Yeah, I think I did see that. 
And I was like, wow, <laughs> where was, where are you guys in the competition? <laughs> yeah. Like, what the? They're just like popping out. I feel like social media too just played a big part in that. We're able to see all these people as well. Yeah. I wanted to get into your documentary. You know what I mean? I think now I knew <laughs> what your dad was talking about. Because, uh, I don't know. I don't know if you heard me and my. Uh, me, oh, can't be my dad. Oh yeah, your dad. <laughs> oh yeah, yeah. I I heard you guys um, podcast. Yeah. Well, for those guys that don't really get the Laie sense of humor, if you know it, then you'll know it. It's I don't know, but you know when I talked about my short film that I'm doing, and then he said, "Yeah, yeah, we have something like that coming up," and I was like, "Oh man, that's awesome." And then I see I see Jerry. I'm like, oh wow, this is what he was talking about. <laughs> like, how did that come about? How did how did uh, the docu series even come about with uh with having your story on there? You know? Yeah. Oh gosh, sorry. King, be quiet. <laughs> All right, guys, long and loose podcast. <laughs> okay. Um. So how did the series come about? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's the funny story because it, it actually started, they actually started filming last year and I thought it was supposed to come out um, a couple months after the comp last year. Mm-hmm. But I I didn't even know the, like all the filming that was at the competition because they had cameras and stuff mm-hmm. and they're like just going around. I didn't know that it was for uh, my documentary so later on my dad was telling me that he told the those guys to not tell me it's about me because then I'd act like I'd be nervous when the camera comes around and stuff like that so the whole time I was clueless like I didn't know it was going on like for me but I think um uh like a couple weeks after mm-hmm. the person was filming uh Tay Tay Steele he contacted me and he was saying we we're gonna do more filming and stuff for the documentary. I was like, oh, what documentary? And they were like, oh, we're doing a documentary on you. Like, oh, what? And then that's when I just got it. I got so nervous and was thinking about you know all the filming and stuff. I was like, oh my gosh, this is so scary. But I was actually really happy like with the turnout. And yeah. it actually took the whole year like throughout. Like, we would take breaks like when we film like there'd be like a couple weeks go and film at a different place yeah it, it took a lot of time but it, it was worth it yeah it was such a beautiful docuseries you know because like that's what fire knife is missing you know we need to do stories on on, on people with, just like you that are making a big impact and also to get fire knife out there more as a yeah as a thing you know what i mean and i was really proud mm. to even though I, even though like my i haven't competed in worlds for forever but like i i love seeing that that you're being showcased and all of that and i i'm really grateful for that to see where fire knife is going so i think one of the last questions i want to ask you and i think it's a weird question to ask somebody because you're really young you know what i mean you're really young compared to like <laughs> old old guys like me meeks and beach you know but <laughs> no you guys aren't old <laughs> i'm really old man <laughs> I don't. I think Mika and BJ are like twenty nine, and I'm like, oh, he's solely dang. I told him, we're like, guys, we only have a couple more years. <laughs> but yeah, I was gonna ask you. You know, like I think this is a question I I ask everybody on the podcast. You know, because it kind of like reconnects 
Well, actually, yeah, before I ask you this last question, why don't I ask you another, like, yeah, yeah. emotional question? <laughs> but, <laughs> like, what is the most emotional performance you've ever had? You know, like, because oh. for all of us that went through some emotional stuff or have an emotional performance, it kind of reconnects with the why of why we're doing what you're doing. But what is the most emotional performance that you've ever had that you realize, like, dang, this is what I, I love to do. I love Fire Knife. Let's see the first the first time I even placed, I think I came third. Yeah, well the first time I placed I was like I think that was very emotional for me, especially for my dad. He was really proud that I like because when I started at a young age it kinda took me a while to even you know, um to even have a routine that's that would actually like get me to place, I would say. I don't know. But when I first placed, I was like, it made me, it, like, it gave me hope. Yeah, it gave me hope, and it, it just made me want to push more. So I think that mm-hmm. as well as just, oh. wow, I went from, you know, not even placing at all to winning third or, you know, first and winning the title. It, it kept me going and gave me hope. Yeah, that's I love that. Like listening to your story, our our stories kind of align with each other on how things happen. So it's kind of like it's kind of like we're kind of like parallel to each other because like there was times where you know there were times where I was like, oh man, like if I place or if I win, like because I I was coming off the brink of my brother. You know, my brother was winning and stuff before me, so I was like, if I place or something. Like maybe maybe this is for me because I was always questioning yeah. it, and then when I felt that, or when I got second or third for the first time, I was like, "Oh shoot! Like this is this is what I love, you know?" And it yeah, gives like, hope. Exactly. Yeah, I love that. So, you know, speaking of all that, you know, coming into our our last question, you know, when somebody uh, somebody asked this to me and BJ when we were younger, like probably around your age, and. Uh, we were in the intermediates to get, I mean, no, we were in the intermediates, but we we're finally getting to the seniors together. And somebody asked us this and we didn't know how to answer it because we were young, but <laughs> so this is going to be a question, crazy question to ask you because you've accomplished a lot, so much, you know, and you are such an inspiration to everyone that's held a fire. Thank like you. Hands. But what is the, what is the legacy that you want to leave behind? What do you want to be remembered for? Uh, whether it be in the Friday Night World or in life, where, like, what do you want to be remembered for? What is the legacy that you want to leave behind? Oh, that is a hard well, question. <laughs> oh, let's say deep. Oh, Huh? I was like, oh, sorry. I was like, oh, let's say that's a deep question. Yeah, yeah. Sorry, not a hard, but yeah. Yeah. That's, yeah, that's um, Uh, I would say I I just want my like name to be remembered, like for everyone to remember, like, sorry. All good. um, Like the impact that you have? Yeah, yeah. I'd say the impact in how I I went from, you know, 
like doing singles knife, being disqualified because the knife broke. Like, mm-hmm. and that was like the most embarrassing thing that's ever happened to me. I'd say fire knife wise, <laughs> but <laughs> like to just just remembering how far you could, how far I came. I don't know how to say it. Like, I I felt like I went from nothing to something, and. Mm-hmm. It, it it happened over a long period of time. And, yeah, I just want people to remember how passionate I was, like, how passionate I was for the art and how I always kept it close to me wherever I went and I would perform and all that. Yeah, I just want my name to be remembered and, um, yeah, the stuff that I did. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, see, sorry, that's such a dumb answer. No, no, you're you're fine. I think you know because you're really young, and I was really young when when people asked me if you did that. And I kind of answered it like that because I was like, oh, like I feel like I, <laughs> I feel like I'm not even. I, I'm just getting started, you know. And you are, yeah, yeah. And I wanted yeah. to say this to you because you know, like for me, being in the fight knife game, it was really hard for me sometimes. But I just wanted to let you know that you're not just one of the greatest female Fire Knife dancers of all time. You're one of the greatest Fire Knife dancers of all time. Wow, oh, thank you. Like, thank you so much. Like, I I truly mean that because you carried on not only your parents' legacy and, and PCC and Ye, but you made it your own. And I'm so blessed to have you on this podcast because of everything that you've done for us. Like, I know I'm... I'm to you. I'm probably the old dude, but like, no, think, not even. No, <laughs> I think you're one of the the greatest ambassadors of Fire Knife that's ever lived, and I'm very grateful for everything that you have done. And I'm so blessed to have you on this podcast, man. For real. No, yeah, that's what I was saying. I'm really happy to even be a part of this. Like listening to all your other podcasts with all the Fire Knife dancers. Mm-hmm. Just yeah, made me really excited and honored as well. Yes, man. I'm so, I'm so grateful for you, man. So, like, where can people find you? Where can our uh, audience find you on social media? And where can people find your docu series? Oh, um, so the docu the series is on YouTube under the Polynesian Culture Center, um, titled Jerry. There's three episodes, and you can find me on Instagram, Jerry Naleai, or Facebook. Uh, <laughs> yes, 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 yes. So, man, everybody, thank you guys for coming and hearing this amazing, uh, this amazing ambassador of the sport and inspiration to everyone out there. Jerry, Jerry Ngaliai, thank you so much. You know, oh, thank you again to really, I really looked up to you, you guys as well, even when you came. To, sorry, explain my life, but <laughs> what. <laughs> When you when you moved to La yeah, that's when I you know we'd see new motions. My dad would, you know, how you say your dad would, my dad would train you that one time. Yeah. Uh, he did. He showed me a couple of motions that you would do. He'd say, "This is from Rex," blah, 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 and I'm like, mm-hmm. all these crazy motions. It was really cool. So, yeah, I learned a lot. I even watched your videos. You and your brother, you know. That's all so, man, that's so crazy to hear from you because I always thought I was forgotten by the Friday Night world, man. I thought. People forgot about me, man. Yeah. <laughs> oh man. The heck? I know, man. Never think that again. <laughs> well, oh, he's <laughs> 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 Oh, 
before we, I mean, I think something I miss about Laie is the sense of humor and just like the things people say. <laughs> like, I think my favorite one is, oh, yeah. That yeah. <laughs> That's still over here when people, you know, you should have said that when I continue explaining. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> so, anybody that doesn't know, oh, yeah. Is that if somebody explains their life, or if somebody freaking say something that's so stupid, and you say, "Oh yeah," <laughs> and then Jerry, Lee's probably like, "Oh yeah," in your head right now. <laughs> See, no, no, I'm not. Yeah, yeah, okay, all right. <laughs> <laughs> Man, oh, thank you so much, Jerry. Well, guys, that's been another episode of the Fire Knife Life podcast. You can follow me at Rexy Two Malu. And uh, oh, he's still there. I forgot my own Facebook. Oh, Rex T. Malu on Facebook. <laughs> uh, the Mana Collective on Facebook, the Mana Collective on Instagram, monacollective.com. Keep your eyes peeled because we have our Kickstarter for our own short film coming out on yes. World Mental Health Day. So, yeah, everybody, keep listening to the podcast, everything will be awesome. I don't know why I said that. But yeah, thank you guys for having me. <laughs> yeah, man, I hope you guys love that episode. You know, it's been a little short, but we, we will have a, a part two with Jerry Lee, you know, to discuss more of the Fire Knife world. So I hope you guys love that uh, that episode of the Fire Knife Life podcast. You can follow by Messina and all that. You guys heard that in the episode already. But yeah, stay tuned for some more content coming up with Fire Knife Fridays. We have a lot of great things happening. The lookbook. Uh, video will be coming out soon. Our merch will be coming out soon, so look out for that next week. Well, we kind of have a surprise week. We have a, another kind of specialty week, kind of like Mama New Week, so stay tuned for that announcement. And also, if you haven't already, go to the Pacific Business Podcast and see my episode over there. Also, guys, I'll be starting up Fire Night Zoom classes again. If you guys want to come back on my uh, IG, the Rexy Tomorrow IG, you guys can see more information on more Zoom classes coming up with the Fire Knife crew. But yes, until then, 